Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this week we're talking about season four, episode 14, Grace in the Hole. Oh, Grace. Grace is a hole in her noggin this week. Oh my god. No, I think she has a brain tumor. Like, <laughs> I literally said to Matthew as we were watching this, like, this is a funny episode, but if this was an episode of Grey's Anatomy, we would discover that Grace has a brain tumor, which is making her behavior so erratic and stupid. I mean, that could be great for Grace, because she really needs to get a boyfriend, so she could date one of the doctors on Grey's who operates on a brain tumor. Mm-hmm. You know, this was about the right time for them to have done an ER crossover, too. Mm. So, real missed opportunity, Will and Grace. <laughs> Alright, let's uh... read the episode description. So, when visiting Karen's incarcerated husband, Grace rediscovers a handsome high school friend who's also doing some time in prison, and despite Will's advice, she's soon dressing up and visiting the inmate while dreaming of a life together outside the big house. Oh, poor Grace. Speaking of a life together outside the dream house is yes. what I was trying to say. Yeah. But that is not an English. That is incorrect. You were wrong. Not an English. <laughs> um but yeah, so it's just like it's a very funny setup, but it's also exactly what you expect is gonna happen the minute you see her reconnect with this guy in a prison. Yeah, I feel like this plot and also the Jack and Karen plot that we'll talk about later are kind of what you see is what you get. Yeah. Um and, and there's nothing like, really wrong with that. It actually works really well. Yeah, both episodes, both parts of the episode were really pretty solid and funny. Mm-hmm. It's just that, like, if you were looking for something to surprise you and be very unique and unexpected, like, mm-hmm. probably not the episode for you. Yeah, I, I would even say that I don't think any of the plot lines this week really hinge on Will and Grace's uh, unique selling proposition of, you know, this is like every other sitcom, but with gays. Yeah, like... Which is fine. Like, the only thing that we really get, like, a hint of that with is, like, when we see... Will practicing his like courtroom moves. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like every other lawyer on TV, but he's gay. Right. But like other than that, it was pretty. It was pretty much like this could have been an episode of basically any television show, right. which is completely fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is kind of your your classic sitcom trope of girl meets guy who's clearly bad for her. Girl pretends like guy is not clearly bad for her. Girl realizes her mistake. Yeah, and so like essentially we see Grace being like. Yeah, I super like Glenn. He told me that in high school he used to sing Rosanna by... Did he say Toto? Is that song by Toto? Yeah, by Toto. All I know of them is... I'll bless the rains down in Africa. Yeah, I bless the rains down in Grace Adler wouldn't have been quite as poetic. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have worked so well. So I'm glad they picked that other song. Yeah, so that was a little bit more like... Symbol- Symbolic? No, I'm trying to go with the word for syllable, but I couldn't remember it. Syllabic? Yeah, that would have been more syllabically appropriate. Let's move on to words Salami. Let's move on to words that are easier for Tess to pronounce. <laughs> Tess has had a long, hard day. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he basically bullshits her with this like, oh, when I used to sing this song, mm-hmm. I was thinking about you. I had a big crush on you in high school. And she's like immediately charmed. And like this just shows like how how much of dire straits, lol, <laughs> uh, Grace's love life is that she's like getting any sort of positive attention from someone who seems like vaguely not serial killery, like even right. someone who's genuinely a felon. She's just in for a white collar crime, Will. She's like only five ten. She's like, this is great. And she's like, ooh, yeah. In high school he used to wear a cape. And I'm like, that's a selling point. She's like, he wore a cape and drove around on a Vespa. And like if anyone who's listening to this has ever lived or visited Madison, Wisconsin, you know that's not a good thing. Yeah. Because there's a guy who rides around like in a thong and a cape on <laughs> on a moped and it's Grace creepy. Was very clear that he was wearing clothes. Well she only mentioned the cape. Uh, I guess. I just mean. And, like, he, she was like, he was in a Jewish gang. And it's like, what <laughs> the hell is a Jewish... Grace, like, you have a brain tumor. Yep. Like, get Amelia Shepard in here to remove your brain tumor. <laughs> I just... I think it was... 
the episode worked really well, I think, because it was so stupid. Yeah. Like, it was stupid for Grace to be in this relationship, but the episode didn't try to make it more than it was. Yeah, you know, it like, didn't... it wasn't, it wasn't like Grace thinks she found her true love. She's like, it's a guy I'm dating. Yeah. And it wasn't like, at the end of the episode, she didn't, like, have a whole thing about, like, oh, I broke up with Nathan and I'll never find love. You know what I mean? Right. It was just like, she was just really thirsty yep. in that prison, and she's like, hey, it's this guy I wanted to bang. Maybe I should, like, see if he still wants to bang me. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, he did, but also admittedly, he was in prison and had at least one other prison yeah. wife. So, like, essentially the whole romance falls apart because he's getting bunt cake from another girl. Right. And Grace is, like... Not a metaphor, a literal bunt like cake. Like, a literal bunt cake because they're in prison, so right. they, they can't... They can't have conjugal visits because I must. Is this a federal prison? Do we know? I mean, stands in for tax evasion, so yeah, I, I bet it's a federal yes, prison. And there are no conjugal visits in federal. I learned this from Orange Is the New Black. Good you know. And it's also clearly like some sort of white collar prison because like yeah. Stan is there and like this guy's there. So. It's probably like a low security, like whatever. Right. Anywho, um, but through the course of Grace's bad decision making, she also convinces Will to represent this guy's case. I actually thought this was, like, the one, like, smart, like, innovation-y part of the episode. Yeah. I, I loved that this episode that was so paid by numbers accidentally dovetailed into, like, Will's, like, uh, you can't tell me what I can do. I can litigate if I want to. Like, lawyer fantasies. Yeah. So, like, we get this, like, offhand line um, where they mention fucking Benny Doucette, who I hate. Benny, <laughs> is that his name? Ben Doucette. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck him. He's basically, like, Benjamin Coffin the third. Um, but anyways, they mentioned Ben Doucette offhand where they're like, oh yeah, this client of Will's like is going to trial and he mm-hmm. wouldn't let Will represent him. And Will's like, I'm a good litigator. I yeah. just haven't litigated in a while. And it's kind of nice because it's, it's a plot that isn't really big enough to be its own A or B plot. Right. But it sneaks in very quietly and then like becomes the A plot as like Grace, it's like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a relay race. Like yeah. Grace hands off the baton to Will and he's like, okay, like. You can break up with this felon, but I'm still going to do this because I need to go in front of a judge and prove that I'm a real lawyer. Yeah. And it's kind of fun because, like, these two plot lines that can't really sustain each other uh, by themselves kind of form, like, a nice little union. Yeah. It's very cute. But, yeah, so we also get this beautiful moment in which Will's like, well, obviously I'm still going to represent this guy. And mm-hmm. Grace is like, but he was mean to me. <laughs> and if that was, like, not the most me and you situation, oh, I yeah. ever, like, if, if anyone was mean to me, you can't represent them in a court of law. <laughs> I am aware that you're not a but lawyer. The judge already said I can videotape it for my mom. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> but anyways, so naturally Will is actually a pretty good litigator. Uh-huh. And he wins the case. He gets yep. him off. He basically proves that the evidence that they used to convict him shouldn't have been admissible. Uh-huh. And so he gets off. And it's kind of like a nice moment of triumph for Will. He gets to try out some of his Tom Cruise moves in the courtroom. <laughs> tapes it for his mom. Very it's good. all very nice for him. Um, but then we kind of have this nice moment afterwards in which he doesn't like let the win, like, excuse the guy. He's yeah. just like, and I never want you coming anywhere near Grace again. Yeah, it's it's kind of nice, actually, because, you know, we make fun of Grace a little bit in this episode because she was willing to do the convict. Uh-huh. But so often, you know, these episodes come where the characters find triumph, but only after we've made fun of them a little bit. Yeah. And Will never really, he is really just kind of straightforward. He's always like, he's like, I really want to do this. And then he tries to do it and he achieves it. Yeah. And he doesn't compromise any of his principles. Mm-hmm. And he gets to have it both ways. Yeah. And it's nice to see that every once in a while. Yeah. And like, he definitely teases Grace throughout. But like, at the end, you kind of see that he has her interest in mind. And mm-hmm. he's like, look, you're obviously not a good partner for my friend. So I don't care whether or not you're a felon. Right. You need to stay away from her. Right. And I thought that was a nice friendship time. Yeah. Sometimes the show, like, 
falls into the trap of like sitcoms where like the main characters are mean to each other, but we're like, why are they still friends? Mm-hmm. This episode was not like that. Yeah. And I also liked like the recurring jokes that were happening throughout the episode where they kept making like stupid like cultural references and puns mm-hmm. up to each other. And so like there was the bit where um Grace was being teased by Will and he was like, Did you give his Shawshank redemption? <laughs> Did you like I don't know what was it like jailhouse rock him or something and so then she gets him back when they're leaving the courtroom and she's like what does she call him oliver wendell homo yeah oliver wendell homo and uh johnny cochran which you don't need to change it still works (laughs) so that was pretty funny um but they're just kind of like gently like jabbing each other but it's like very much in good fun and nobody seems to leave at the end of the day with their feelings hurt so yeah i I kind of like that it was kind of a nice match for the other half of the episode too because that one also is a very, like, no one really leaves with their feelings hurt yeah. episode. So, uh, the B-plot is that Jack and Karen are hanging out after coming back from not visiting Stan in prison. Mm-hmm, yeah, because that's kind of a recurring thing is Karen keeps blowing off visiting Stan. Yeah. And they're talking to Rosario, and they're all being very mean to each other. And as the events of the episode go on, Rosario basically says, you need to start visiting your husband. I bet you couldn't, like, you don't have any sense of what jail is like for him, mm-hmm. basically. So she locks her and Jack into her room, which is basically a prison. It's a small cell that, you know, has doors that lock. And it's, like, off of a linen closet or Mm -hmm. something. And it's basically like, if you can stay here for three days, I will let you hunt me instead of a fox. Uh But if you can't make it, you have to go visit Stan every day for a month. Mm -hmm. Which are pretty fair stakes for Karen. Yes. I do want to make one quick note that I think this suffers a teensy bit from continuity because Jack has already lived in that room when he was married to Rosario. Now, granted, he wasn't ever in that room and not allowed to leave for three days straight. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably fine. But I just wanted to mention that, like, Jack had lived in that room before. So, like, it wasn't quite, like, torture for him. But, I mean, imagine being locked anywhere for three days straight, you know? I mean, I guess. Um, I also did really appreciate Rosario consistently calling the meat when she came yes. in to, like, check on them and whatever. So that was pretty fun. Um, but yeah, so at first, like, Jack and Karen are having a really good time. They're essentially snuggling in a very, like, in a way that is very reminiscent of you and I when we get yes. drunk, where we're just, like, kind of all over each other. We're, like, friendship and love. But also, like, if the two of us are locked in a room for 72 hours, like, we would, kill each we other. would actually kill each other. Like, there would be a, a death. Yes. At least one. We'd probably both kill each other. It would other. probably end in, like, a murder-suey yeah, situation. Absolutely. Definite murder-suey. Yeah. Uh, and we get to see both sides of that. You know, we get to see, like... They're lovey-dovey at first, and then they realize, like, oh, like, we're in, quote, prison. Right. Like, we can't leave, and, they, and we can't have alcohol, yes. and we can't get a happy ending in the jacuzzi. Yeah, they start, like, panicking when, like, uh, Karen's like, okay, Rosario, bring me my nightcap, and she's like, there's no nightcaps in prison. Yeah. And they're both just, like, experiencing some culture shock about, like, what prison might be like in, like, this really soft core version of prison. Mm-hmm. Um. But then we kind of see them, like, get at each other's throats a little bit. Yep. Um, there's this really intense, very manic version of Mr. Sandman that's yes. happening. There's a lot of physical comedy in this. And oh that's kind of what Jack and Karen are best at. Yeah, they you were know, really shining. As the episode goes on, you see the room get a little bit more disheveled. Mm-hmm. They start to snap each other a little bit more. They can recover at first, but then at the end, like, they're pulling each other's t- hair and teeth out, you yes. know? Yeah, and so it's you just kind of see them suffering. And then you see at one point, like, Jack is, like, marking, ooh, Jack is marking, like, tallies on the wall. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, oh, this is the number of share concerts I've been to. Yes. And eventually they, they get to the point where they're two hours away from winning the bat with Rosario. Mm-hmm. And Karen's like, 
I can't take it anymore. And Jack's like, but we're only two hours away. And she's just like, look, if we're going so nuts in here after three days, think about how bad prison must be for Stan. And I actually kind of love that. I love when Will and Grace, like, comes up with a happy ending, but it totally earns the level of happy ending that it gets. Yeah. Like, it's not, you know, Karen isn't completely turning over a new leaf, but she's like, oh my god, like, I literally never thought about what prison must be like for Stan. This sucks. I'm gonna go visit Stan, because I love him. Yeah, so, like, we literally watch her learn her lesson, Mm -hmm. and is, like, totally fine to throw the bet to, like, Mm -hmm. do the right thing. It's also good that Rosario is not hunted like a fox. Yes. um, That would have been a bummer. I'm pretty good with that, but I guess she spooks the horses, (laughs) Which I have a follow-up. If she spooks the horses, but last episode was the first time that Karen bought a horse, which one's real? Obviously, Karen is renting horses. <laughs> you don't, like, own a horse first that you're going to use to hunt a fox. You want to rent it in case it, like, throws a shoe and you have to shoot it. Wait, can you, like, rent horses? Yeah, probably. Like, that seems real. Like, hourly? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know anything about horses. You can do anything if you're rich. I feel like you need to remember that. Hmm. I grew up very poor. Yes. Poverty. But yeah, um, so we have this, like, this nice moment at the end where Karen throws the bat and uh, basically, like, Jack, like, gives her a compliment. He's like, aw, Karen, you have a really big heart. It's almost as big as your boobs or something. Yep. And it's very, very nice. Um, And it's just kind of a nice moment. Like, again, we sort of see this, like, low stakes, learn a lesson, Mm -hmm. and everybody leaves without getting their feelings hurt. I feel like this is kind of, like, the perfect average of, like, a Will and Grace episode. You know, like, Mm -hmm. it's not... It's not very, it's it's very good. It's not, like, amazing and it's not bad. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like, a boring episode and it's not, like, a very special episode. Like, it kind of, yeah. it hits a nice sweet spot. If this came on, like, a regular rerun, I would definitely watch it. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I just kind of, I just kind of liked it. I mm-hmm. liked, um, just, they did a good job with it. They put in a lot of little, like, details mm-hmm. that really kind of tied the whole thing together. And yeah. it was a good episode. Another thing that is really nice about a sitcom, once it hits kind of a middle age before it, potentially starts to outstay its welcome, where, mm-hmm. like, you just can get episodes like this where, like, the characters are really well-established, you can just hit these beats one by one, and that's it. It's just a really good episode. Yeah. So. So it was an awesome episode. <laughs> all um, right. I think that's all we have for this week. Yeah. Um, the only thing else that I really wanted to mention was that um, I wonder if Jack would tell Officer Drew about his time in prison. Ooh, sexy. Um, if you're not watching the revival, you should be, because if nothing else, Officer Drew is the cutest addition to the cast we've had in a while. Yes. Um, we actually, I think this has actually been kind of a really good streak for the new series. I mean, mm-hmm. I think probably the first couple episodes probably were not even as strong as the last couple have been since uh, the holidays. Yeah, since the holidays, they've really kind of hit their stride. So we're like a little bit sad about the Olympics, mm-hmm. which if you weren't aware, the Olympics are going to be on NBC. So if you're not a regular mm-hmm. watcher, it there will be no new episodes of Will and Grace for a couple of weeks. Which but... here. But there'll be new episodes of us. Yeah, so we'll be here to fill the Will and Grace shaped hole in your heart. Yeah, um, but until, uh, I think it's March was when they come back. Yeah, so you'll have to suffer a few weeks without any new Will and Grace, but we'll be here with the old Will and Grace. To keep you happy. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, I think that's all we really got for you. Um, Matthew, would you like to tell our listeners where they can find us on the internet? Absolutely. Uh, so the best place to look for new stuff from us is on our Twitter page. We are at Not A Couple Show. You can also send us an email at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Tumblr. Uh, look for us on Facebook. And we post our show notes on Medium. Mm-hmm. And our podcast is on iTunes and Podbean. Yeah. 
And yeah, if you happen to like our Twitter, then you're extra awesome because we also live tweet all of the new episodes of The Revival every mm-hmm. Thursday. So you can catch all of our thoughts and feelings about that. And sometimes, not often, but sometimes the official Will and Grace page retweets us and we feel very special. Oh, that's happy. always so nice. Oh, I know. We're very funny, you guys. We're the funniest. We are super funny. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for listening, you guys. And we'll see you next week. Sounds good. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been Not A Couple. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This week's episode of Not A Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Meow. Don't go to prison, Eliza. This week's episode is brought to you by the brand new Will & Grace spinoff, Rosario is the New Black, airing this summer on Netflix. Drama, nudity, lesbians, Rosario is the New Black.